No matter where you are, it's Texas Standard Time on this September 28th, 2018. It's a Friday, and normally that would be cause enough for celebration for obvious reasons. But we are celebrating something different today. Now, you may have noticed there's some noise in the background. We're broadcasting live today from Congress Avenue in downtown Austin, just a few blocks away from the Capitol. You look the other direction down the street and right there on the marquee of the Paramount Theater, the occasion for our live broadcast, a welcome to the Texas Tribune Festival. Folks here at TribFest Hub watching us as we go live statewide. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the way we say howdy here in Texas. And, uh, of course, this is an annual event that's become a kind of ground zero for everything politics in Texas and beyond. As Texas Tribune CEO and co-founder Evan Smith explained to me a few years back, and it, I think it's still my favorite way to describe this event, T uh, Tribune Fest is a kind of South by Southwest for political junkies. Thousands of people attend. It used to be a conference, uh, it used to be at a conference center on the UT campus, but it's become such a thing, it's now taken over several blocks of downtown Austin for the weekend. And, and you know, it's not just Texans, but major figures from national politics, too, in large part, I suppose, because Texas has such an outsized footprint on the American scene. There's John Kerry, the former Secretary of State, who delivered the keynote last night. Representative Beto O'Rourke will be here tomorrow. Former Senator Bill Bradley, former EPA Administrator Christine Todd Whitman, Senator Ab Amy Klobuchar, uh, Senator Jeff Flake is here, House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi is here, Republicans, Democrats, mayors, lawmakers, educators, technology innovators, business leaders. In fact, I suppose as we get started, it's important to point out that this weekend is really about more than just politics. It's all about the state of the Lone Star State and a wide-ranging conversation about where we're headed. News is made at the Texas Tribune Festival and joining us here in the center of the action some people who definitely know news and Texas. Nancy Barnes is the executive editor of the Houston Chronicle. Welcome Nancy. Thank you. And from our nation's capital Anna Palmer is here as well. She is a senior Washington correspondent for Politico and co-author of their twice daily newsletter playbook. Thanks for joining us Anna. Thanks for having me. And finally Mike Wilson, editor of the Dallas Morning News. Welcome back to the Texas Standard, Mike. Thanks very much. Let's start by looking uh, at this congressional race that's gotten most attention in Texas this cycle. I say congressional, we're really talking about the Senate election between Ted Cruz and Beto O'Rourke. Last week the Cook Political Report moved this race into the toss-up category, noticed. And they think, uh, obviously, 50-50. I'd like to start by going around the table here and get a sense of how each of you reacted to that news. Let's start with you, Nancy. Um, you know, I think this is all going to turn down, turn out to turn out. So, uh, and this is why you have them agreeing to having uh, public debates. Obviously, the history in Texas is uh, we don't vote very much. And Republicans are more motivated to vote generally than Democrats. There has been a huge uptick in voter registration. And so I think why you see this being uh, put into the toss-up category is there is some inkling that perhaps Democrats are more motivated and are going to turn out this year. It could be wishful thinking, but, you know, pendulum does swing from time to time in history, and this may be the time. Anna, th this is a race that's gotten a lot of national attention. Um, what, what's your take on it? Yeah, I think, obviously, the, in the nation's capital, we're always looking at Texas, and I think we've heard years and years and years that Texas is going to go blue and all this effort and money has gone into it and it hasn't, right? Think Wendy Davis, all this energy and enthusiasm. I think what's interesting this time though is you really see the money going into this race at a national level. level. Beto O'Rourke has been able to kind of have a national footprint and some of the ways he's attacked the politics. 
I do think, uh, like Nancy was saying, it's turnout. I was talking to some Republicans yesterday about this, and they are concerned that this could be a 2016 a presidential size turnout for Democrats, and Republicans feel like they need to be ready for that. Mike, do you buy the, the toss-up uh, scenario, or what? I do, for the same reasons Nancy gave. I mean, I really see this race as one of the most interesting in the country, and in a sense, a, a battle for the soul of Texas. I mean, you couldn't have two more different visions for the kind of state uh, that uh, that we want to have. And to see uh, as much uh, sort of support, uh, grassroots support for the Beto O'Rourke campaign uh, has been um, re revelatory, and, and I think certainly to, to all of us and to, to Ted Cruz. But And yet, uh, Cruz is a national brand, mm -hmm. uh, sitting senator, and uh, has also has serious support, but just a very different approach. Anna, in, in the discussion of Democrats potentially taking control of the House or even the Senate after the midterms, how much do you think potential gains in Texas factor into that conversation? I think they definitely do. I think there's just a number of seats that have never been considered kind of swing seats or in play. Whether you look at Judge Carter, whether you look at uh, Mr. Culberson, there are some of these rates that if Beto O'Rourke, if they can kind of go on the tail of the, that kind of a groundswell on the ground game, there is a lot of seats here that Republicans may have to spend a lot of money where they haven't even had to think about them before. Nancy, you know, I, I think about for most of the, certainly most of the 2000s, conservatism in Texas has been defined by policies designed to cut regulation and create jobs. I mean, the, the governors do road trips to promote that sort of thing across the country. So even with the Trump administration's significant tax cuts, uh, what do you think about the long-term trajectory of the president's appeal in Texas, given the effect of tariffs and uh, the looming uncertainty with NAFTA? Well, that's a big question. Yeah, Texas is still, you know, to understand Texas, uh, you have to know that it is a state of blue cities surrounded by red oceans, right? Well, so that's an important, uh, Houston, uh, San Antonio, Dallas uh, are, are all blue cities. Uh, you get outside and it gets red very quickly, and that's a very big you know, population. Now, the city's uh, population have been growing, so you know, maybe there'll be some impact there. I don't see there being significant change in policy in Texas until you have a change in leadership at the top. Uh, everybody in uh, Texas, not everybody, but almost has been sort of driven to the right uh, and they feel that they need to go right in order to survive politically in Texas and until that is no longer true, you're not going to see a change in terms of regulation in Texas. Now, but I have seen, as I've said before, you need to watch for you know, these moments in history when the pendulum swings and we never really know when that's going to be. This might be that time. I want to ask a, a sort of a jump ball question here because I was looking through the uh, Texas Tribune Festival uh, catalog at all the different discussions. You've got immigration policy, you've got uh, gun violence, uh, issues uh, uh, related to diversity, you've got uh, vote hacking, you've got local control, you've got this uh, relationship between uh, the state government and, and the municipalities. How to deal with massive growth? I mean, this state has been growing tremendously in recent years and a whole lot more. So, I want to put each of you on the spot. Uh, top issue facing Texas as we move in toward that legislative session? I think funding of education uh, is right up there. Uh, not one that you mentioned, but this uh, tension uh, between the state's approach and, and local communities' approach to getting education funded is, uh, I think, an important one for this session. Do you think that people really, and people in the, in the state capitol really understand that as a, as a central issue? 
It's hard hard to imagine they don't. Now that doesn't mean that the uh, that the legislature will will take a different approach because though we're talking about a potential shift uh, at the at the U.S. Senate level, right? Uh, for now, the most conservative wing of the of the party controls state government. Uh, and I know, of course, uh, um, you don't spend most of your time in Texas, but of those issues, what would you imagine to be the biggest challenge facing Texas as you see it from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously these issues are, are ones that every state is kind of dealing with. This is a very big state. So, you know, one of the things that we've focused on a lot, I don't know that this is something that on the state level there might be some uh, some issues, but definitely immigration reform is one of the things that we are, are focusing on. I don't know that the state's going to take that up, but I imagine that uh, language on it is going to be something that's going to play big into this midterm election. Nancy, what do you think? Actually, I'm going to uh, say education as well. I think you don't understand uh, how huge these school districts are and the inability uh, that they have to really get uh, students to college readiness. It's a significant problem all across the state, even in some of the best school districts. And the business leaders in all the major cities will say their major concern is having students who are, are ready to either go to college or coming out of college ready to work at this, with the skills they need. As news editors, I mean, and, and and, and reporters, and I certainly understand that, but do you think that state lawmakers are focused on, I mean, think about the last legislative session and how much issues like the bathroom bill dominated the discussion. I appreciate Nancy's point about business leaders' role in this. I had lunch, my publisher and I had lunch with a, a very prominent local Dallas business leader who was telling us that he's gathering together a consortium of heavyweights specifically for the purpose of lobbying Austin on, on this point. So uh, people who are trying to uh, raise the next generation of, em of uh, quality employees mm -hmm. uh, in Dallas are very concerned about this and have some, uh, have some skin in the game. That's the voice of Mike Wilson. He is the editor of the Dallas Morning News. Thank you so much for stopping by, Mike. We sure and certainly do appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Anna Palmer is senior Washington correspondent and co-author of the Politico Playbook. Let's say thanks to Anna Palmer. Thank you. And Nancy Barnes, the executive editor of the Houston Chronicle. Nancy, thanks so much for stopping by Thank the Texas Thank you for having Center. us.